Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. We've been seeing recently in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we are sons of the light that we belong to the day. But we're now going to see in chapter five that not only do we belong to the day, but we also belong to the family. Seven times in chapter five, the Apostle Paul uses the word brother to describe the Christians there and their relationships with one another. We belong to a family. And so we're to live out that daytime lifestyle that we've been reading about, not in splendid isolation from one another, but in a special community with one another. And so he refers in verses 12 and 13 to the role of fathers, uh, or big brothers, if you like, within the church community, these leaders and their role. Uh, And then he speaks about our relationship with one another uh, and how we're to live at peace with one another and some principles there in verses uh, 14 and 6 to 16. And then he's going to go on and speak about our worship life within the community as well. But at the centre of these imperatives is a key imperative which we find in verse 13b where he says, live in peace with each other. We're called to live in peace with each other. Now, back in verse three, we read how there is uh, in our world today, a sense people say of peace and security, but actually it's a false and very fragile peace that people have. But we see here Paul holds out the real possibility of us having real peace amongst genuine people in this special community. So in verses 14 to 15, he is going to go on to articulate different ways in which we can uh, put this peace into practice and pursue this peace amongst ourselves through, for example, being patient with everybody, through, uh, for example, being sensitive to the different needs of different types of people, having an emotional intelligence about different people within the organisation, and also how we can not have grudges, not show revenge to anybody. But first, and today I just want to address one other issue here, which is this, that he speaks about how peace follows on from what he's just said about the need to have good leaders, leaders who lead well, and followers who are willing to be led and who are willing to follow well. And the other day Joshua spoke about the role of us as followers, how we need to have a good heart towards leaders, how we need to hold leaders in high regard, show them respect and so on. I appreciated what he had to say. But there are three things here that it tells us leaders are responsible to do as well. They're told to work hard, those who work hard amongst you. Leaders are supposed to be diligent in terms of their leadership responsibilities, giving care, thinking carefully, working hard in their leadership gift. 
Secondly, they are over you, so there's an oversight. They're to watch over people. They're to look ahead, lead the sheep into good pastures, have a strategic direction for the, the church. And thirdly, they are to be willing to admonish people. Leaders then, whether you're in business, whether you're in the family, whether you're in the church, leaders shouldn't run away from those challenging conversations, but they should be willing to address issues and people who are stepping out of line so that there can be harmony within the uh, community. So I would want to say to you today that a key ingredient to a peaceful family is to have fathers who lead firmly and fairly. I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the book of Judges in the Old Testament where we uh, see that there was complete chaos and it tells us that there was a lack of leadership. Occasionally a judge would come and people would fall in line but generally it says that everybody did whatever he saw fit. People just did their own thing. There was no community cohesion, there was no clarity, there, there was no sense of community everybody just did whatever they thought was best. In sharp contrast to that, we see this New Testament communi community where there is clarity, where there is cohesion, and where therefore where there is a community who are pulling together and working together, and there is peace and harmony amongst the people. Now, the people, of course, are called to follow well, but I want to just mention one principle before I finish, which is this. There are, in fact, principles within a community, and then there are preferences within a group of people. Principles are those things that you say we definitely will never give up on. Principles that we believe in. For example, we believe in uh, the Word of God. We believe in the grace of God. We believe in justification by faith alone. We, we believe in certain values that are absolutely key and that we would not ever want to let go of. So there's principles, but then there are also preferences. And every family will have its preferences. You know, this is how we do things. Now, when we come to making decisions, leaders clearly have to make sure that the principles are being followed. But when it comes to preferences, I would say leaders also will often have a key role in that. But it's something that we can listen to one another in as well. But if you think of, uh, let me give you an example, a Friday night, it's movie night for the family. And uh, you're going to follow certain principles as you choose your movie. You're not going to watch something that's just dodgy and dirty and just totally ungodly. Okay, that's a principle. It's just clear you're not going to do that. But then there might be preferences. So one of you might like a rom-com. One of you might like a, an adventure movie. One of you might like a science fiction or whatever, an animation. And you can take a vote on it and perhaps you might come to an agreement. But... Often, somebody, you know, dad just has to say, oh, look, look, we've made a decision. This is just what we're going to watch. We've made a decision. We're just going to do this. And in the same way, within the church family, there are preferences. You know, what colour should we have the walls at the old school when they get decorated? 
um, should we have a picnic in the summer, etc. Now, if I was to uh, ask for your vote on every decision that we had to make as a church, we'd never get anywhere. That would be a democracy rather than a theocracy, uh, and we wouldn't actually be able to lead well. And so there is a place sometimes and for leadership to just lead well, to make good decisions, to work hard in their decision making and to make those decisions. You know, what time should we meet on a Sunday morning? How long should the meeting last for? Should we meet this Sunday in Church Crookham or in Odium? Should we, how should we break bread? You know, what colour should we decorate the walls? Should we have a picnic this summer or whatever? There are decisions that we can just make and we would expect people to fall in line and to follow with a good heart or with a good conscience and with a good spirit. And we would want to bring firm and fair leadership, but then we would want people to hold leaders in appropriate high regard so that we can live in harmony and peace together as we move forward. Now, this doesn't mean that the church members are to be passive, nevertheless. They're to be actively involved. And Paul is going to go on to talk, and we will talk in the rest of this week, about the role that we all have within the community to help one another. And so he says, and he's going to go on to say how, brothers, I want you to, um, to warn the idle. I want you to encourage the faint-hearted. I want you to help the weak. And he doesn't say, leaders, I want you to do that. He says, brothers, it's for all of us to look out for one another, to be active within the church. Um, so it's, if you're aware of a problem with somebody, you don't just phone the leader and say, you know, I think you should sort this out with this person. If you saw it, if you know about it, if you're aware of it, then you can go and speak with that person and be a part of the answer to help that person to get fixed and to move forward. And so we are together, a community working together for the glory of God. And as we do that, as leaders lead firmly and fairly, as people follow with a good heart, then we can have a peaceful community that is prosperous and that is going places. And so let's be those people together. Let us pray right now as we finish. Lord, we just want to ask you that you would help us. Lord, whatever we do, whether we're a leader in business, whether we're a leader in the family, whether we're a leader in the church, whether we play a role in leading a group or leading worship, Lord, help us, oh God, to work hard, help us to be diligent, help us to lead with a good uh, a conscience, help us, oh God, to be willing to challenge and admonish, help us, oh God, to lead firmly and fairly, help us all, Lord, to respect those who lead us, help us to work together as a family, help us to be a people who have the peace of God amongst them because we honour your principles and live by your word. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen.